What is up everybody? Once again, we're back for uh, I would say the last episode of the year, but I'm here with Harry, Dylan, we're back for another episode of the Banter Zone. What a year it's been! Yeah. Can we point out what a year it has truly been for, for football in this nation and, and otherwise? Yeah, yeah. This country definitely got a good shock and awe, and they definitely saw more or less what these teams and players can do. Yeah. If you guys, uh, we already did it, we did a wrap up last week of the, well, kind of two weeks ago. And if you didn't watch it, shame, shame. So watch it. It'll be linked in the comment section, title, description thingy underneath. Um, but yeah, if you, we broke down every team, highs and lows for every club in the CPL. And uh, we really wrapped that up pretty well, I'd say. We had a lot of insight from all parties, and it was actually quite, quite good. Harry um, was well behaved, for the most part. For the most part. He swore once, and then we had to fix it, and then he was annoyed because he realized how long it took to fix these little By hiccups. the way, if you have anybody that edits videos, I give you kudos, because I sat there for 45 <laughs> minutes staring at Simon, wondering when he'd find... <laughs> The one F mistake. His, his one F bomb. It was a subtle one. It wasn't even like Harry's done way worse things. Behind so the scenes, behind the scenes, talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he, Harry's a PR nightmare because of sometimes things just slip. It's hilarious, but not when it's public. We don't want everybody to know the things that come out of Harry's. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, fantastic year. pops in my head. That was a slip too. See, exactly. These are the things that we have to try to keep under wraps with Geraldo. But uh, yeah, Let's good year. Like, really, this episode, we're going to wrap 2019 because this will be the last episode of the year, of the decade, which is crazy to think that. I know. It's insane. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm nervous for next year, but it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But do you even remember 2010? 2010. Like I, think I was a father in 2010. Was that was that the last time that uh, United won the title, or was that 2011? 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah. When was the last time Dortmund won the title? In 2003. No, it's. How old were you guys? 2012, actually. Oh shit! <laughs> Bayern won. Uh -huh. Big surprise. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna touch on all the domestic leagues. Well, all not the domestic. All of the international leagues, the European leagues, a little mm -hmm. bit, not too too much. Because if you follow them, you follow them, and you already know. You don't need us to tell you. Correct. But you're still gonna hear about it. Um, the national team, obviously, one of the best years that we can remember um, for our national team. Some of our players, some surprises. But overall, let's just. Chat some shit about soccer. Well, question for both of you. I know we didn't have this on script. What do you think and how much did U Sport bring to the table for this season and, of course, now coming up to the 2020 season for the CPL? That's a good call. Wow. Gee, look at this. Yeah, he's, he's not putting any uh, questions in the chat and he hits us with them live on camera. And well, it's a good one. But here, before you yeah. get into the answer, I'll, ex yeah, I'll explain yeah, yeah. why. Christmas season is really slow in the automotive industry. <laughs> no, great question, Harry. That's a good one. Dylan? I mean, uh, for all of you that don't know, I've worked in the U-Sports world now for four years, um, commentating 
media, all that stuff. It's it's been a it's been a pleasure working with Mount Royal. Uh, I'm still involved with them in a coaching capacity on the women's side of of the you know football, and I feel like is that why they had such a rough year? Yeah, <laughs> brought me on. Big L's all over the place. <laughs> Shambles. Coach is tearing his ACL. It's absolutely shambolic. But basically, I think the U Sports players, a lot of them came into the season and he didn't know what to expect, right? Uh, there's some guys that uh, were drafted. They didn't uh, participate at all this season. There's some guys that came in and you think, okay, uh, what are they going to do? Um, and then... I think some guys rose to the occasion. You look at um, U of A's graduates, um, Connor James. I think a lot of people thought he wasn't going to hold on to that starting job against Dylan Powley. He did a fantastic job. He went above and beyond the line of duty. On the reverse end of that, you look at University of Fraser Valley uh, alumnus Mark Village. Maybe didn't have as great of a year. And that's, I think, um, the U Sports level. But I feel like the draft has been a huge success. I know there is so much hype. Um, in speaking with some of the coaches and stuff like that about players being able to uh, participate and also um, keep their eligibility for university mm -hmm. because there was a lot of concerns about if you are pro it does affect your eligibility and will you be able to compete in the U sports season and we've seen that through this draft system and the way that the CPL has, has written it it really makes a lot of sense that these guys can continue to develop from a football perspective but also continue their education. And I think we're gonna look at guys like Moel Gandor and, 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 and in terms of Calgary and local, there's gonna be a lot of guys coming out of the UFC program, uh, out of Mount Royal, that are gonna get uh, you know sniffs at the CPL and, and maybe continue getting uh, past that in, in ways that we didn't see before where we had to basically, uh, you look at the stories historically of, of, of Graham Fisher and, and Ryan Jackie and, and guys like that here, Nick Ledgerwood, that had to go abroad and, and do their time in the third division of Germany where they may do well, they may not. So I, I think that really helps a lot of aspiring football players and it puts um, that much more importance, I think, on the university game that maybe hasn't been looked at before. Yeah, I would say, you know, I even I personally didn't give um, U Sport prior to last year, I didn't give it a lot of credit because a lot of them are kids on scholarships that the focus is University. So is the quality going to be as good as, you know, kids in the UK that all they do is eat, sleep, and breathe soccer? No, the quality is not going to be there. So I didn't give them that kind of a, that much credit. Um, did they do better than what I expected? Most of the players, yes. I said on a whole, I would say on a whole, the U Sports was a great filler piece for to kind of round out all the teams because you still saw some players that weren't quite there that didn't get all the minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but like guys like Village, guys that were staples on their teams, even though you know Village had not the greatest year, but he still had a decent year. Still had some, a starter. Yeah, exactly. He had meaningful games. Yeah. He played meaningful minutes all year. Um, Connor James, FC, the, some of the FC Edmonton guys, some of the Cavalry guys. Skublak became the guy at Halifax. Um, so overall, I would say yes. And that does does that open up now the that the holy shit conversation that. This league, the U Sports, is actually there's some talent in there. Mm -hmm. So I think guys will start to get more looks, and there'll be there's, you'll see more you'll see better players coming out of those programs, which hopefully eventually leads to some better funding for some of the programs. Correct. UFC Dinos not funded. Like, what's your incentive to go play there? Really, so, right? so with U Sport, I know there's some some viewers out there, and I've talked to a few of them throughout the season that have asked me the question: Can international players that or international people that are in that university? 
and of course in the U Sport group, can they play within the CPL as well? So Halifax just signed Corey Bent. They came out of this year's draft. Corey Bent and Marcus Campanil, both Foothills um, Foothills alumni. They just played in this last year for Foothills FC U23, which mm -hmm. that's the game playing in behind us, if you're wondering. Um, that is the semi-final, I believe it. Against uh, Chicago. Yeah, FC or, yeah. I like Chicago it's... Deep Dish Pizza, by the way. <laughs> Me too, that's actually one of those. Hey, okay. Sorry, shout out Chicago Deep Dish. You want to sponsor <laughs> you want to sponsor Zone? I'll pizza. Um, but, yeah, so they can come in and they don't take international roster spots, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they count because they count towards the U Sport. So it doesn't hurt. But I know there was plans for changing and maybe the... The international rule, which is the limit, the amount of international players that can come in. But from my understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you if I'm saying wrong, comment below and let us know. But I, my understanding is they don't count. So like Corey Bent, Campanile, both one Scottish, one English, and both playing for uh, Halifax now. Last question for uh, U Sport here. Um, do you believe this is going to attract more international players to local universities throughout Canada to give them an opportunity to play within the CPL and possibly give them that opportunity to leapfrog? into another league like the MSL. But, you know, is this, is this gonna help out local universities bringing international players in? I, I think so. I think there's always, you know, speaking from the experience and I know the recruitment stage, um, teams are always looking for a fine balance. Um, I know sometimes there's an advantage to having a lot of local guys, guys that know each other, a lot of chemistry there. Um, it's very stressful for international players, especially if, um, Injuries come in. Uh, I know we had an Australian that tore her ACL, and that's uh, on the women's side. But again, uh, you know, big injuries like that are more stressful, and, and lots of questions arise um, from international players. But we we had five Germans this year on Mount Royal. Jackie, um, with his experience bringing in men's team. Yeah, we had okay. five Germans. Uh, David Schaefer, David Schaefer first um, last season, and then they brought in a, a handful of others in a various. Uh, yeah, they brought in a couple players. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but um, we've had a bunch of international players, and I know there's a lot of teams that do that as well. Out in Kamloops, uh, Thompson Rivers, um, they hosted uh, Nationals a few seasons ago. They had a handful of guys, Belgium, England. So we're starting to get to that point, mm -hmm. and I feel like with the CPL, it's only going to help, um, especially if you're, you, know, you look at a beautiful campus, like uh, you, know, you go out to UBC or... Or out on the East Coast, I know Cape Breton has a fantastic football program. Yeah. So if you if you want to play high quality football, um, there's some awesome options out there for you. I think it depends because I know a lot of kids' mentalities. I've talked to a lot of these guys. They kind of come here as a last resort, and and unfortunately that's what it is right now is because of the fact that, um, like you said, in England they're going for it. And they're going to go until they basically get told by everyone they can't go any further, yeah. whether that's cut or whatever. Um, and sometimes they take advantage of their footballing ability and play at a U sports level because it allows them to prolong that football career. One last chance. Mm -hmm. And on top of also the benefit of getting an education and being able to explore the world a bit, coming to Canada from, uh, you know, England or Greece or something like that is yeah. a cool experience. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I think to Dylan's point, We've already kind of seen them over the last couple of years come through. But I think maybe that standard is going to rise. And instead of guys being a last resort, guys may be like, you know what? Maybe this is a good chance for me. I'm not exactly where I want to be at a U18 level in, you know, in London, for example. Or, you know, no, sorry, like a U20 playing for some whatever club. 
and say, you know what, I'm gonna have a better shot. So you might see better. I think we'll start to see the quality will start to the standard will rise up in the in uh, the the youth sports side of things. I think, especially with um, you know the Alberta Major Soccer League and other avenues like that, where hopefully across the country there's those um, leagues that they can also compete in if they aren't maybe to the level of CPL yet, mm-hmm. where guys can still keep a close eye on them. Yeah. You know, where, where I've seen times where Tommy's showing up to practices here or there, or I'm sure all the managers keep a close eye on some of the local schools, whether that's, um, you know, uh, Victoria's, uh, the Vikes program, or, yeah. or stuff like that, right? So uh, I think a question with the youth sports, and, and maybe you guys can answer this, is going forward, obviously this is going to be an avenue where we get a lot of our youth and hopefully... Um, in the grand scheme of developing our men's national team program. But uh, I, there isn't a point where I feel like a majority of the rosters are going to be youth sports players in the near future. I Correct. Think we're I still going to see a lot of Canadian internationals, guys that are coming back to play in Canada that have like, oh, my dad's Canadian, my mom's Aussie, but I live in Australia. I'm going to go play in Canada. Oh, like so I think, I think we'll start to see more guys that like left to go play or guys that have the opportunity to play somewhere else, those are the guys that we're going to start to see come back. This is going to be great because we know it's going to rejuvenate the whole program. Yeah, and that's the thing is it'll always kind of be... Re- like the the, ga- the teams will kind of recycle. You'll see players that will disappear. Some of the lower guys will disappear. Some of the older guys will weed out. But then we'll see, you know, more veteran players that have played and mm-hmm. had extensive careers in other places, kind of like more Nick Ledgerwoods, guys right. like that coming back in. I mean, you can see the rumors that are already going through around the good old Reddit... Uh, some of the stuff that comes in there so yeah I think it's it, everything is just like everything's going up a, a level I don't want to talk I don't want to cut us off from the C, uh, talking about U-Sport but I do want to jump to CPL you did bring up a good point about players that are here players that are gone mm-hmm. do you mind if we dive into that kind of go through it talk about for example Forge who signed nobody apparently yeah um, they're just being bad. It's going to be Jan 1, and there's going to yeah. be 23 players signed for Forge FC all yeah. at once. And Forge be... won the league? <laughs> Mic drop. Well, it's, it's like the Washington CPL. Capitals, man. They needed to, to get the party out, enjoy the moment, and yeah. then they'll get back to business in the new year, I think. Yeah, I think, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I ex, from conversations you heard, Bobby was asked, um, it's he. They seem to think that ninety percent, probably eighty-five to ninety percent of his team will be returning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cavalry, you can kind of expect the same thing. But I think generally, outside of like maybe Halifax or Valor, most of the teams are going to stay. And you're seeing that already. Like this guy released, this guy released, but then we're re-signing these seven guys. Correct. So I think most. I think we'll probably see on average seventy-five percent of the players back. We, we we talked a little bit too about that last time that we uh, recorded a banter zone. Is that a lot of the a lot of the teams that we said need work, they don't need as much work to Slight be competitive. Tweaks. Slight tweaks. Very so you're seeing, simple. well, we, we categorized, if you haven't seen it, please go back and check. We kind of categorized the, the upper and lower echelon of, of the CPL because there is quite a divide between the top two and the middle group and then the but bottom. That's, that's almost expected. Well, any sport 100%, 100%. But at the same time, I think that um, you look at some of the guys released there isn't too many surprises. Mm-hmm. True. I agree. Nothing I think for me, what I'll, I'll touch on, the surprise for me is that, but I guess it is, you see a lot of young guys coming in through early 20s. You got a good first year pro under your belt and you play good quality ball, so you're worth more money. Salary cap ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So where's that money gonna come from? 
That's so true. guys aren't returning and guys aren't taking options. So maybe you won't see, maybe there'll be some surprises like, holy shit, this guy didn't come back. But maybe guys are, you know, year one. Okay, quick so, question. Like this, I know this this is crazy, but if you look at it and I understand, there's no, there's no cap raise. There, nobody's going to get any extra money for signing this year. Yeah. There, there's nothing that's going to change that. And I'm not going to say it's going to change for next year as well. But that being said, a lot of these players out there that have not resigned, renewed their contracts and are like, oh, maybe I can go international. I think, excuse my language, but I think that's the stupidest move there is. I believe staying within the system, working the system, okay. proving yourself, proving yourself on that team will actually make you go further. I don't know. If I'm wrong, please stop me. But no, do you want to go play in the second division in Portugal and make 500 euros a month? No. Like, the, you, the guys that think that they're ready to make those moves... Wait till you go there. <laughs> you're going to get one of these in the face. You're going to be like, you're gonna get called, oh, shit, what the hell did I do? I should have stayed in FC Edmonton or wherever, right? For example, like where I look at it is, and this is not just to throw out a scenario. For example, a guy like Marcus Haber, who we had heard was one of the highest paid guys in the league. Yeah. So a team like him, do you need a Haber? Did he do enough? No. For the price tag? No. See, like he'd be gonzo if that was my team. How well, many now I got some extra cash. Well, how many jerseys with his name on it got sold? Probably I'd like, like to, I'd like to know five that number actually, right? You know, initially, maybe initially a lot, but probably after about two months in, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not selling any Haber jerseys. Can I so change? drop Haber. Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I, just can I get reprinted <laughs> Fisk? Can we, can, we, yeah, can we scrape the number off the back and put Mark Village on the back, please? I think guys like him, it's like, okay, well, whatever his number was, call it, let's just throw out a number and say he was 150 a year. Yeah. Get rid of him. Bring in, you know, maybe some of your guys that shine, like a Ben Fisk. How do you hang on to him? Well... Thank you, Haber. A piece here. And that's how you kind of like drop one big one to maybe feed your other ones, right? Correct. Because how else are you going to... How else? There's but, uh, no other way. There's no money coming in from anywhere else. You see that kind of in the MLS too, where it's like all the money goes to the affiliate players or whatever they're called. The, the, the caps, like your, your Ibras and your Gerards the when they DPs. were there. DPs. So maybe we'll, yeah. do a, maybe we'll do a DP. Designated player, Harry. Maybe we'll do... <laughs> we'll see... D, we'll see some designated players step in and... See that in the CPL, which would be cool because it'd be awesome to see those be. big name signings. I know we were talking about the rumors. There was the one rumor that was uh, that was kind of a big one that you had shared on. Uh, was it you who took the picture and shared it um, on the in the group chat? Oh yeah, we were talking about uh, Valor possibly getting a uh, a goalkeeper by the name of uh, Tody uh, Morano. Morano. No, no, no. It's uh, is that not the no, one no, that no, you're no. talking about? Pantomus. Oh, James, James Pantis. So he played against, he played for Montreal when, we, when they played against Calvary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a quality keeper. So for Valor to get him, on if loan. it's true, to on, be fair, on, on loan. loan. Yeah, so obviously the cut, the hit isn't as big because the other team eats the cost, some of it. I think we're going to see a lot more of that too, the loan system, because, yeah. you know, when you're working with shoestring budgets, I mean, compared to other leagues. Yeah. Um, you have to be smart with it, and I think a lot of the players that were loaned this year did did quite well. Yeah, Telfer was quality for York, and now without Telfer, they, I don't know. We were looking at what he was making with TFC, and he was getting paid a little bit of money, like quite a bit more than obviously he would make at the CPL level, but could he take the hometown discount maybe, come back and play in the CPL for less money as an actual signed player, not only me? So, so, so do you believe some of these players that are jumping ship should actually stay? Or 100%. is there something you would say to them? Like if you were signing in front of a player that decided, I'm gonna jump ship because I wanna go play international because it's cool, it's the hip thing to do. What would you tell that player? Do you want to go up to? Do you want to go to England, play in the third division, and sit on the bench for the entire year? I mean, 
pretty much that. Um, similar to being a millennial, uh, you have to sometimes stay at home and uh, save up a bit of money yeah, and don't make so a name for yourself. And the same thing, going back and, to the moment. Don't and, be so and, damn entitled. Yeah, and don't go out there and think that you're going to rule the world because, you know, sometimes uh, it's, it's smarter to, to stay at home and, and work yourself up slower than jumping out and uh, falling through the ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. You ask any of the guys that have done it, ask Nick Ledgerwood, how did you feel about having to make the move there? If I didn't have to, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. That's right, go back, watch our Rooted episode. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear that. Yeah. Like, it's a truthful yeah. conversation. Check out that Rooted episode. Because there is, a, like, the conversation with Nick and Marco. Who's Nick and Marco? That one was phenomenal. Like, the, the, those guys talked about their stories and, and the, the shit that they had to go through yeah. on other levels. You know, Marco going to the Whitecap system and not getting there and then riding the bench and not getting minutes and then having to go somewhere else. And it's like, you hear that story all the time, all the time. And you think that as a footballer, it's true though. Like there's a video we have not released yet with JV, Jordan Brown. Yeah. You will hopefully see it, hear it sooner or later. But that being said, same conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy. Do you think he wanted to come to Canada to play? Maybe because Canada's a good country to live in. You could somewhere you could uproot and move to and live there. Yeah. You, it's great you're, if you're a CPL player too, because yeah. you leave right at the end of November, basically. Yeah. And you can go back home as and miss all leave, the winter. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're not here for the winter, these guys are loving Canada. But yeah, do you, if you didn't have the choice, if you had the choice to stay at home, go to Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the weather forecast. He's like, go to a place colder than Mars or stick to South America. That's another one I heard. That was actually true. Really? There was actually rumors, but because he got the Uruguayan coaching gig, he stayed. But there was rumors that it, it was like, how far into the conversation? I don't know how, but the conversation was started with between, I think, I think it was the league itself and Forlan. I don't think it was a team. We're going to see more of that. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool to see. Like, we're going to start we need a seeing player. a few players, maybe not huge names, or maybe you guys passed their prime. Oh, uh, Henri's close. Just come over and play three months. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was like, what is that, a reflection? Sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just tough it out, man. It ain't happening. We're, we're going to see some players that leave, uh, that choose not to renew. And I believe that we will see a handful of them come back and, and be wiser and hopefully... Um, we'll start seeing less and less guys uh, jumping off early. Because like you said, there's some players that you're like, you had a great first season, or maybe you had a decent first season, but your numbers still aren't where guys are calling. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we could talk to countless guys that have gone overseas and and done it, and some have been successful, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to have an Alfonso Davies season to really get noticed. Correct. Yeah. He had one good season. Because <laughs> he only played one season at a time and then he only lasted and then he ends up going bigger. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. What else have we got for CPL? Like any other crazy trade rumors going on by chance? I know there's a bit of a lot on Reddit, a bunch of stuff jumping the, up on IG. The Reddit rumors definitely oh. are out in full force. Um I I know I saw the Joel Waterman close to Joel Waterman in the Montreal Impact one. Whether there's any water under that one, I don't really, I don't know. Oh, like, that's gonna be water on the bridge there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know how real that one is, so I don't. Well, we'll leave that one to the Reddit people to. Busher to talking comment. to a few clubs in Germany. Uh, he he went to Germany to visit his mom and dad, and now he's in LA. And if you go to his Twitter or his Instagram, he posted a picture that he was working out in the gym and he had his LA Galaxy stuff on. And then Nico Giantsopoulos says, 
congratulations, you returned to my <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> but that is just, guys, that's banter. That's a bit of banter. Somebody but... feeding. But there's, oh yeah, the Reddit guys are all over. He's in Germany visiting his family because mom, dad, and brothers still live in Germany, yes. <laughs> so he went there to, to spend time with family. But I love yeah. that. Like, oh, yeah. Those conversations that people create, yeah. you're like, oh my God, he's going. <laughs> ah, chill out. Oh, wait till we actually start getting some big names because I feel like we're very early into this off-season phase with uh, last Yeah, because it's quiet now. It's yeah. right before Christmas. Hold on, hold on. We're talking about big names coming to play in the CPL as we just discussed. There's no money in the pot for all these big <laughs> players, right? Yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> going back to my previous point, I think we're going to get a big, bigger name, but they're going to be guys that are coming in on loan. Okay. I think that's how it's going to first start. I don't think, uh, you know, we're going to get... You know, 41-year-old Diego Forlan? Sure, fine. Come on. He can barely walk. We can take him <laughs> all day, every day. How was his United career? Fantastic. Yeah. He scored, like, a screamer against, I want to say Liverpool? Arsenal? He scored a screamer against one of your main rivals. Yeah, he had a very short career, you know. Very, yeah. very long. But, yeah, he was, I mean, he was one of those players that was always, I think he was on the more tail end when he came to United. anyway, like a slot on dude. Yeah. He was great internationally, though. 2010, my favorite memories of him. That's why I was so hyped when... I saw him linked to Valor. That you know could what? have totally used him, by the way. But I mean, can we just talk about what happened out east? We, we mentioned last week when we were going over our, our hurrahs and kind of uh, heroes and villains. And, what happened out east? Yeah, uh, you know, Jan Michael Williams, some, of, some people have been saying, you know, he was a disappointment, I believe uh, we had discussed on the show. Um, and he retired. So he's the first, uh, you know, forever first, first CPL player to retire. And he immediately took a coaching job because half of that team, by the way, is the Trinidad and Tobago national team. So there is some good chemistry there if we're talking about bringing in internationals. But, uh, you know, there's a, well, there's a goalie that um, is out of work right now. He's in addition to a few, Mark Village and uh, uh, Dylan you know, Pauly. Dylan Pauly. Yeah. So perhaps uh, some guys go in there or... They signed someone else. I was going to say, those I can't do teach. So maybe that's why young Michael Williams decided to coach. He was uh, rated... The I wasn't saying... That was a shot of Pauly because Pauly's coaching right now. I was, I was just, just about to say, I was like... Nah. Pauly, that was I, at I, you! Pauly, I love... You know, he, you know I got... He's here You know I got nothing but love for you, Pauly. I'd never talk smack about you. Uh, but uh, I feel like, yeah, he was rated the number one goalie. And uh, as the keeper of the show, um, I feel like that was just some news that I thought was interesting. Being the forever first retired... And uh, the forever first transfer in between the two teams. Hey, we've had the first coach fired. <laughs> yes. First <laughs> transfer. <laughs> Silver Diggle, <laughs> go. Silver Bauer, forever first. You're yeah. in the record books, bud. Congrats. Yeah, Silver Bauer was the first. Look at First one forever. He will not. Yeah, he will. He like, will not. Did you not jump on that hiring site today? <laughs> <laughs> They're still who can make Gatorade? Monster.ca. Yeah. You, you see a picture of Silver Bauer looking for I can make Gatorade. Um. <laughs> but, like, can we just talk? Yeah, I guess forever first transfer as well. I mean, um, a bit surprising that the youth movement, or with the youth movement in Pacific, that they would uh, not renew uh, Hernandez. But, yeah. I mean, we don't know, again, if he chose not to uh, accept his option. So, yeah, you never know. we don't know. He could have been offered less money and decided he wasn't going to take it and then maybe exhaust his options elsewhere. What does he land? Calvary. Not a bad move. And you know no, that Tommy's going to turn him now into like, he's going to just absolutely tear it up. Wait, he'll just become... You know what? The players that he'll have around him with the Cavs, 
it's gonna be night and day for this guy. I think it'll be because he'll, he'll be that guy that he'll he'll also help you know um, if guys like like well no Brown Brown's coming back but a couple of guys like that like if Brown's there with um, all the Minatel and those guys are doing well up front well a guy like Jose who did well off the bench for Pacific can come on and all of a sudden light a fire on your guys because this guy off the bench is scoring goals so you guys better perform consistently mm-hmm. or else. We'll just throw him in the middle. I, right? I think he's going to be extremely happy here in Calgary due to the fact that this the Cavs team is more or less the way Tommy puts it together. Everybody's on the same platform. Yeah. You're all on the same level. There's no difference. Yeah. So coming from Pacific, and I'm not saying Pacific coaches and everything going down that way, but at the same time, you do look at a few players who are just like, you suck. But, you know, at the same time, you know those, you know the Pacific coach pushed all those players and put everything else behind them just to try to create a buzz. Where the Cavs, they don't have to create a buzz. The buzzes are being created for them. Yeah. And Tommy does a great job of doing that. We have a, we have a great Spanish. Who's uh, we? We is the city of Calgary. Have a great uh, Spanish cavalry. No. Uh, base as well, and I know. Please don't put me into this. We. Okay. Uh, in terms of the fans, <laughs> like I know that there are the fans are huge on our, uh, you know, um, international players on the team uh, in cavalry, and I feel like. Uh, you know, Hernandez is going to fit right in. And I feel like, to be fair, um, similar to the point you were making, uh, I think Tommy just is a different coach. And I feel like he might have an opportunity that maybe he didn't have at Pacific. Without knowing the details about Pacific that we kind of know um, at Cavalry being at every single game basically this year. Yeah, you don't really get to see as much of it because, yeah, being with Cavalry, obviously, obviously me being in the back door, I know everything. But you guys, no, you guys, being around always, you know, Don Cherry, you talk God, to the players. John Cherry got fired for using that. You guys. That's, that's Don's brother, John Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you guys know, but being, I mean, being we, involved, we know you guys know a lot of the players. Like we've seen the way he builds but teams. But then you guys have talked to players. You yeah. like yeah. talking to Jordan and talking to guys regularly, you know. Well, I, got, I think I got yelled at more. Got told to <laughs> shut up several times. You have no idea. You more got talked at than talked to you at times. Well, it's based on. You haven't seen any of the videos going back to some of the games we filmed and we were at. Uh, Harry's predictions were not so favorable. I think highlight would probably be the Whitecaps game, home leg. I think that was Harry's uh, boldest prediction. When I'm standing in front of the crowd and we'll, we'll at the front, at the front when I'm like screaming out my prediction, <laughs> and people are like stopping like dead. They're like. What did he just say? Yeah, like, we like yeah, I'm right. We're, we're filming this at the entrance while people are walking in, and he's yeah. <laughs> just absolutely laying into him. And of course, we know what happened. So uh, that's another point I want to bring up as well, not to deter from this. And sorry if I'm, I'm going into a s- little bit of a segue, but um, Tommy had mentioned an expanded Canadian Championship uh, format. I think that would be a terrific idea. I love the magic of the 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 cup. I think uh, throw in some AMSL teams in there. Throw in some BCSPL oh, teams in there. That'd be so. Can you imagine a team like Rovers upsetting a team yeah, like Foothills like, all of a sudden upsetting a team like the Cavs. Cavalry? Could you imagine that? Oh, it would be that would be that would be incredible for Foothills, <laughs> not for Cavalry so much. But that's the joy of a cup. Yeah, that's why we house. watch the FA Cup. That's why we watch the Deutsche Pokal and and all that is for those moments, <laughs> those moments. That's the German cup for those. <laughs> but it's true though. Those like, moments of pure upset. Yeah. yeah, they're great. That's I love the FA Cup almost more than I like watching Premier League. But another great thing that does do is help other players that people have never heard of or yeah. seen. They shine, and you're like, yeah. 
Who is this guy? This guy construction Holy worker? guacamole, that guy can play. Wow, high five. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need to hold on to that one here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would be awesome to see. And I heard that potentially the there's uh, rumors that the cup format is going to be released soon. So hopefully that happens soon. The only thing that I could see holding it back is obviously we have a very short window of footy in, in Canada due to the the weather. Yeah, but if you do an FA Cup, you're not a home and away, right? You do a home. Just a one. One game, you tie it, you play the second leg. If not, you win, you advance. And if you just started a little bit sooner, because the Canadian Championship, it was delayed quite a bit. No, no, no. It was mid-May. Okay, so so it it did start. Calvary played May 4th, and then they played Pacific. In their first game against Pacific was Mm -hmm. against... So so if you took the, the, the winners of, I guess, their respected division, some of the smaller teams out in BC or Alberta or stuff like that, um, so how many teams were at, how many teams were in round one? I think it was uh, eight. It was something like that because there was a couple League One teams. Yeah, the two Ontario, the Ontario League One, the Quebec. I don't want to say the the abbreviation because I never get it. I would say <laughs> it's the way that the Frenchies do it. Damn it! I like poutine. That's delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I just salivated. <laughs> the Quebec League, the Ontario League One. Um, then you had. Pacific Cavalry, FC Edmonton will start till second round. It was Halifax. Halifax it? Valor. So call it eight teams. Yeah. Whatever, just for the sake of it. So eight teams, instead of playing two games, you're dividing those games in half. So now that opens up that you could run a 16 team first round. Correct. Almost, yeah. right? I would, I know, I'd be up for it 100%. That Canadian Championship last year, and obviously we're biased because we, we were there covering it, but it was the most entertaining Canadian Championship in my lifetime, because it's always been for me, okay, it's the Whitecaps, Montreal, the Eddies, and- Is it because you had more of a vested interest? Because it was like, okay, there's a team that I know yeah. that is gonna be there. Because, yeah, for for us um, before, you know, having the MLS, it's, it was less personal. I feel like the, the CPL- MLS sucks. The, the CPL, it was like, okay, I can go down and watch the Vancouver Whitecaps come to town to play our cavalry. Yeah, because now at that point it's like that. Obviously, me and Harry have been very vocal about our dislike of the MLS. Yeah. But and I don't. I have no reason to want to see them, or I don't really care about MLS teams that much. Obviously, uh, closer to the Whitecaps because of vicinity. The that's only thing with the around. MLS I enjoy, or I would enjoy doing, is actually hanging out with their supporters groups. Besides yeah. that, I don't know if I'd even enjoy that. Some of their supporters groups are like they're, they're nuts and they're whining. Like I don't want to hang with the whiny ones. I don't want to hang with <laughs> the crazy ones. Yeah, but then we gotta go to LA. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Which, not, by the way, we're not with the Canadian ones. Fun fact: like they start fires and then because trip over flares and like flags on fire. Or they go to Vancouver and put flags <laughs> on their heads. So that, like all they do is cry all the time. Fun think. fact: uh, LAFC uh, was invited by Borussia Dortmund to learn from their fans. So a lot of their tifos and and stuff Actually, like that. Actually, it was not just their fans. It was about twenty five staff members as well. Yeah, there so you they go. literally learn how to be a soccer team by going to Dortmund. Which, I mean, you could have picked a better club. But I was about to say something well, like Hutchins. <laughs> hey, you uh, know what? Beep, beep. I think uh, we're hopefully going to get there with the, uh, the fandoms. Do, Dylan uh, will never do Avengers on again because of <laughs> bugging him. Okay. It's funny because it's just deflecting off me because I'm already dead inside. Oh, that's even sadder. And with that, thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been putting off European football. Let's keep CPL, CPL. Yeah. So I think the Canadian Championship, that David versus versus Goliath, that, that sort of, uh, sometimes the teams doing the 
unthinkable. That is yeah. that is the joy of the That's cup. That's some magical football. I think Tommy is 100% right. It needs to be expanded. It needs to be bigger. We need 16 to teams in round one. Let's go. Let's go. Change it up. 100%. Um, I'm going to jump into something because I know we wanted to talk about like all the other leagues, but really what is there to say? As you know, if you've watched this in the past, me and Harry are both United supporters. We haven't had a great year. Loser pools at the top. It doesn't matter. We, we've done better than anybody else expected us to do. You had, over the you last had so couple many, weeks, we've You like, had so we're, many we're, points against the top six, which you've usually we struggled a, with. We had a great week last You week. beat Chelsea. Uh, you drew Tottenham. Uh, you beat City. Uh, you drew Liverpool. It's just all the bottom six. I know, it's so funny. <laughs> we, we go into City, they we, said, we, so, we smash and grab three points at a City, and then we go to Villa, and we can't beat Villa. It's like, oh, my God. Robin Hood, you steal from the rich and you give points to the poor. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're welcome. Oh, no, we, yeah, no we gave, I guess, well, it is. Technically, you can throw Liverpool into that because you haven't won anything. So we do steal from the rich and <laughs> the poor. You're welcome, Correct. Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much to say with the Premier League unless you're a Liverpool fan, but they're running away with it. Leicester's mm-hmm. doing well. Is no big it, is surprises. This the, is this the end of Liverpool memes? No. No, that'll never change because yeah, that'll never change. It'll never end. Yeah, because you can argue all you want. That's still your. That was a really innocent first. question from you. you get, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Forever. Sometimes it's you, like you you're think forever about... first there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the first in my lifetime. Yeah. I've seen the Steven Gerrard slip. I watched that game live with all the Liverpool fans in my hometown. I laughed so hard <laughs> when when I saw Slippy G fall. That was awesome. I, I've also seen the uh, the Crystal Palace draw. Oh, Lord. Where uh, Suarez was, was crying. I've, I've witnessed that live as well. Yeah. Again, I've never seen somebody cry and when their tears fall down their face, they hit them in the teeth before they hit anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing the Suarez one. Um, we'll shift right away here. <laughs> Just uh, Spain, the usual. Real Madrid not doing as well, but no. not much different there. Germany... A little bit of difference, and then something I guess more close to home we can talk about. But it, it's quite different. Um, there's a huge. Where's uh, your mustache? Oh yeah, November's done, man. Oh, had to shave it. I was like, look at that. Look how yeah, you look how easy that is. You got a tan. I got a mustache tan from all the sun we had in a beautiful <laughs> November here in Calgary. Minus thirty, but the sun shines. That's why again November is great. They finish the season in the CPL and they leave because exactly. everything else. All right, um, so yeah. 30, se- 30 second Bundesliga report. Uh, very competitive this year. Bayern has been doing uh, awful. They are in uh, search of a new manager. I heard Mourinho was linked with them before signing with Tottenham, obviously. Uh, Dortmund, very inconsistent, similar to United, dropping points to the bottom teams, getting results against the top. Winchin Gladbach looking like uh, the real deal, and it'd be great to see a small uh, town such as theirs. Uh, um, win the league again and uh, Salzburg or not Salzburg Leipzig still uh, competing as well so uh, it's really up in the air but a lot of people still putting their uh, money on Bayern Jaden Sancho where's he going? Uh, he's staying from what, what I've uh, been reading there's been a lot of okay, fabrication okay no, let's not talk about what you've been reading can you, well can a lot you of fabrication in the press about how bad his uh, I want to hear Dylan's answer I don't want to hear the press begrudging uh you know him and the manager Fava not getting on well at Dortmund, and uh, apparently it's it's not as bad as people were saying. You, you, and that you didn't give me the answer I wanted. Give me Dylan's answer. Hey, you know what? A couple of months ago, you could testify in the group chat. I was saying, congrats, you guys are going to get him at uh, United. But now I've also been uh, hearing murmurs of Liverpool. Liverpool, more and Jurgen, and, and to be fair, Jurgen Klopp and his Dortmund connection can just ring it up and be like, uh, "So you coming or not?" Yeah. 
basically. I would obviously want him to stay at Dortmund because he's. I think he'll get. He's not going to be such a bench player like he would. Be. Maybe he would be more of a starting eleven guy. But I don't think. I don't think he's going to get the minutes that he deserves. No. He's earned it. At, at over there, don't be stupid and chase the buck. Because you still have a couple Once again, that goes back to all CPL players. Don't be stupid <laughs> yeah. and chase the buck. Exactly. I mean... Like, yeah, honestly, chasing, you look at these players. The so. money he's chasing is going to be large money. But hold off a couple more years, and now you can just go step in and be a starter Correct. at a team like... Yeah. You were just you just came from City. Yeah. What was he doing at City? Nothing. Mm. That's why he left. Yeah. So why are you going to be like, yeah, great, and then jump ship and go back to the Premier League where you're going to ride Pine again? Come on. And Pulisic suffered the same fate. He's just starting to get into his groove now at Chelsea. He's really starting to play well, but before that... And who knows know if they why. didn't have a transfer? Be- if they didn't have a transfer ban, they just brought in a bunch of guys. You're right. You're like, right. would he have been playing? Okay, so now that they've been lifted, for the, they actually got a, the, the appeal. Oh, it's been a, it's been. A, so they they had a two window ban. Yeah. They appealed the second one, and they're like, "Yeah, go ahead, go for it." <laughs> so so now does, does he that play? does that bring somebody in? And all of a sudden, do we see after January does Pulisic start to sit on the bench? A bit? I mean, that's why he left Dortmund. He wasn't happy with um, being a bench player. And but he's there. You go the, min- the millennial crying about. Look, you just signed a big deal coming from where to. <laughs> Go to the to go to a big club. Dylan's like, this is why I like to do the Bundesliga by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see Dylan again. To be fair, to be fair, um, I definitely understand. <laughs> I understand where uh, they're coming from, but I totally thought that Pulisic made the wrong decision. And if Sancho leaves, I think it's too soon as well. And that's not me yeah. being a Dortmund fan. That's just me being a fan of the development of this young player. I agree with you 100. <coughs> percent <laughs> I, I don't know. I agree, I agree with him. Well, it you, didn't work at City. You have with Liverpool. There, did well. <laughs> yeah, see, have fun. I'd rather met, I'd rather met United, but I don't think he would do that because but, it's City. But yeah, yeah, that's the Bundesliga in a nutshell. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what comes down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be the only league in Europe that's actually that way because. As you mentioned, the rest are pretty straightforward. Everything's the same. All Italy like, is... A little bit different. Juventus slipped up a little bit. Um, Napoli's doing okay. They just sacked their manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you say. They're doing okay. And then, yeah, gone. And who did they appoint? Gattuso. Oh, my God. They announced is that, him is that who it was? They announced him this morning. Gattuso is the coach. Great. Gattuso's going to go in and punch somebody in the face. I was about to say. be a dick like he always is and not last. Like, what is with the era of old players getting gigs right away and like not know. like not like working at Derby first and then getting gigs it's like oh you get a top flight gig yeah it's not know, like I gerard working in like it's because rangers that, <laughs> yeah. it's because that person still has a name so like oh if we bring them in we'll bring in some more fans yeah money more money bring, money money that's, right? that's all it comes down yeah, to 100 more money money over quality yeah but great players don't make good managers that's what i mean so that's why bringing in the name you say like a okay skulls got sacked after like a couple months, didn't he? Skulls, where? Uh, yeah. No, you're talking about Neville. Oh, Neville yeah, Neville, Neville got sacked at uh, Valencia. Shite. Yeah, uh, but... They were how shite. much money did he bring in? Like, the day that they announced Neville <laughs> will be the man. How many United supporters all of a sudden were like, Oh, shit, I'm going to go look at Valencia stuff. I'm yeah. just going to pay attention to Valencia. Maybe yeah. spend some money. And then what happened? <laughs> that three Spot months later, it's gone. Doesn't matter, it's gone. They still made the money for the season, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. Bring another player. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Um... That really wraps up Europe on the international front for the year. Canada soccer had, in my eyes, since I have been following, for me, the best year that Canada soccer has ever had. I know they've been to the World Cup in the 80s and all that shit, but how many of you guys actually remember that? You probably, most people watching this, unless you're a diehard soccer nerd. Uh, <laughs> <in the 80s. laughs> we, we went over it in a magazine when I was in Germany. I bought one of all the World Cup history. And... Uh, I was showing it to my girlfriend's uncle, German, and he looks at it and he says, Oh, 
that is not good. <laughs> we, we didn't score a bloody goal. <laughs> yeah. but, but we made it appear. Yeah. We made it. Um, real quickly, Jonathan David named the Canadian Player of the Year. Yes or no? no. And why? No, because of the fact that I feel like Davies just simply had the better year. Um, it's It was definitely between the two of them, but... I feel like, uh, you know, he's making a huge impact already at Bayern München. And I think he will be uh, continuing to grow there. And he might outgrow Bayern. Whereas I feel like David's now been in Belgium for a few years. He's been, he's been putting along just fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's yeah. been great. Yeah. But I think Davies what? has already leapfrogged him. And he will continue yeah. to have a higher ceiling than him. Davies yeah. has done a lot more. And in the beginning of the season for him... There was a lot of haters. I was one of them, and I still am. But at the same time, <laughs> he, he was not subscribed to Alfonso no, Davies' blog on YouTube. No, you were not. <laughs> no, no, I don't listen to his voice. My voice is better. But no, I'm just saying, Davies, Davies did make leaps and bounds this series. He made a splash. Yeah, and he should have been named the Canadian Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I know David did well. He scored a lot of goals in the international, going into the the qualifiers and all that stuff, and uh, the uh, the Nations League and all that stuff. Uh, Canada did well as a whole as well, but I think it was all built around that Davies. And I would say, I disagree. I would I would have given it to Davies hands down. He's mm-hmm. our rock star. He is becoming one of the players in his generation Correct. to watch worldwide. And he's been played at left back. Yeah. He's been doing this while played. Out of position. Out of position. For one of the biggest teams in the world. And wait till Kids we actually develop class. some defenders and we can put him on the wing. Yeah, that's our biggest hole, obviously. Canada beating the U.S. for the first time since 85. Like, that was massive. That was... I got chills when they scored those goals. And I've never really followed Canada because... We talked, we talked prior to yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. I thought all three of us were in. I had the group chat with the phone, something. And we were like, oh. <laughs> This is make or break almost. Yeah. And then they go to the U.S. And it was a bit shambolic there. Didn't, didn't do anything. But that was... You, know, the you win the home legs and you lose the away legs and you're doing all right. Yeah. yeah. So now, you know, some meaningful games. Um, I think it's only getting better, better too. Eh? I feel like eh? we're only... <laughs> I just eh? I was Canadian right there. Eh? Like, I think we're only getting higher, though. Like, this is the base well, now. 80th, and I right? think we're going to keep going. Canada's the 80th place. There's, there's nowhere to go but up. Like, in real reality. True. And this, I think the CPL will help that. I don't know. It's like, snake and la- it's like snakes and ladders. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go all the way up, but guess what? Are we below yeah, Gibraltar? Like I, I feel like close. I we are. Close. <laughs> like I think we're near we American Samoa. I don't want to ask them. Yeah, I'd rather not even They're probably on our heels. American Samoa. We are I'm going to only people. go up, and I feel like it's going to get better, and we're going to have more players like Davies and David that are going to make their way through. And that's the whole point of the CPL. See, I don't think Davies. I don't. I think Davies is a. He's a generational talent. He is our Messi. Yeah. Davies is our Messi. I think. There's no, I, I, know it hurts. I don't want to say Ronaldo because Ronaldo's too good. And he declared oh, for us. Okay. Don't he's Ronaldo. our Messi. And Ronnie's he chose to declare for us unlike our Messi's in the past. But like, True. look at like our Messi best players in the though. past. Mm-hmm. We have not had any of those great players declare for us. They've declared for you know Holland. They've declared for England. They've declared so for the States. So talking about the England. Like if, you, if I was... I know this guy was chastised and he's a Calgary boy. And... Everybody hates him for it, whether you're a Canadian or an English uh, supporter. But Owen Hargraves, 
I'm sorry, but if I'm Owen Hargreaves, and in the 90s, when he went over to play in England, if somebody says, hey, do you want to play with Craig Forrest, or do you want to play with David Beckham? <laughs> like, and so, he like, also I'll, was... I'll be, I'll be I will England. sit on the bench just to be he around was two, David Beckham. shit, I'll be in he England. He was two yeah. months away from being declared for Germany, also. And so do you time, want to play for Oliver Kahn, or do you want to play... Like, I yeah, don't blame him ball. 100%. I don't yeah. blame De Guzman for playing for Holland. I don't blame those guys. But now we are getting to the point where Canada is becoming credible enough where Davies very early on said, I'm playing for Canada. And because I think he's the one, again, he's one of those guys that because he's like, you know what, I'm declaring Canadian, I want to play. And I opened up these other guys' eyes to be like, you know what, I'm going to play. Scotty Arfield, <laughs> he could play somewhere else. Liam, Liam Miller, I believe he can also play. He was, I don't know if he was English and. But he chose to play Canadian. He's not even Canadian. He's never. I don't think he's ever been to Canada unless he's played soccer games. That's true. Liam Miller, I think, is English-born, yeah. red, but because of his dad, he can play here. So those are guys that are like, well, this guy's doing it. So let's build something here. Yeah. And they're doing that. They're Any thoughts from you guys? Here. Drop them in the comments. Yeah. Do you think, uh, for one, did Davies? Davies does he deserve it more than uh, David, or is it just David? the hype? Or is it just the hype? And so what we're saying the other is, do do you think that? Um, it's going better or worse yeah. in the future and, for Canadian and football. And, you know, can you criticize guys for making the jump when they did in the 90s and early mm -hmm. 2000s? Now guys shouldn't be. No, no. But I, don't, I think that air is gone. Now we're like, oh shit, Canada, the boys can ball. Now we get, now we get 12 of them together. And Especially if the World Cup's going to stay at that uh, expanded roster. Uh, I think Canada is among the, you know, we're always going to be up in that upper echelon. We just yeah. have to be able to compete with... El Salvador and Honduras and putting the right players in the right places yeah, and the right yeah. states and Mexico like it, it'll See, be a while until we get there but it's gonna be like we're starting to get points off more and it's not gonna be this miraculous we're parading in the streets because we beat the states I'm hoping it becomes more of a regular occurrence yeah now sure. Mexico is the one that we like that's our standard yeah, but they beat the crap standard. out of the states all the time I know and the states think it's a rivalry and then it's not it's dude, Mexico dude, it's beating yeah. constantly yeah I think that's what really is the tell can we be Mexico? We haven't been able to. Still. Yeah. That's a, if we Yet. can beat them? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we've gone on and rambled on, and this one went on longer than we even anticipated, like it always does. <laughs> but uh, I'll close this out with one last question. Harry, what, oh, was your, no. what was your moment of 2019 in the footballing world, whether it's European, South American, Canadian, CPL? What was your number one? Oh, there's like two things behind it. It's a two-part two-part answer here. Um, one of my highlights in 2019 with footy being Canada was meeting not only Canadian players that I've met in the past and kind of reigniting that relationship with them, but also meeting new players coming from abroad, different places throughout the world, and actually understanding their stories, getting to understand them, and actually having conversations that I will never speak to anybody else about. Of course, we talk about it, but that's it. Nobody else will know about it. Um, and another great thing for 2019 and the footy world was bringing me and my family together. Like footy is something that my family has always thrived on. And if it's done anything for me in 2019, it's brought my family and myself together. It's brought us closer together as friends, more as like family now. I'm about to cry, but it's truthful. Like, holy, yeah, who is this I, guy? I know, but no, this but really so footy awesome. in Canada has brought not only my family but people that I've met now as friends um, into my life, and let's continue this in 2020. 
nice. Thank you. Yeah, the community is like, wow, it's here to stay. The soccer community is here to stay. Dope. I mean, it's tough to follow that up, man. Jeez. Uh, it's, it's been a great year, obviously, here at home, being able to, you know, not be the outcast that always talked about football and being able to find people that shared that interest and shared that passion or able to, you know, um, share that with. I think going up to Edmonton was a huge um, surprise to me, a very pleasant surprise. I loved interacting with the Eddies fans. They welcomed us wholeheartedly, even though we were Calgary guys. And in the past, We've said some things that eh. <laughs> we've in those old foothills versus Eddie's days, you know, there's been a bit of banter, but uh, being able to experience Edmonton and, you know, march with them to the stadium for the first home game, I think was really a special moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then European wise, I think watching, um, now this will be very niche, but watching Hamburg St. Pauli uh, beat Highest Vau um, for the first time in 11 years. In 11 years, the first time, uh, and being able to, uh, you know, FaceTime um, my girlfriend's uncle, who I'm now very close with since going to Germany and visiting with him, and seeing him in the stadium after the game and everything, like, that's a moment that I hope I can experience live in the future. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I love those St. Pauli fans. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say if I could chalk it down to one specific moment in an event was... The Whitecaps game was massive here in Calgary. Going, being in Vancouver when, when Calgary beat Vancouver was massive, but there was a lot of disappointment because of surrounded by sixteen thousand, you know, Whitecaps fans. But for me, the biggest moment was I, during Calgary games. It's no secret I'm a Calgary fan because that's just my team, and I'm from here, um, and I work for them. <laughs> but I sit up in the broadcast booth during the games, and during the Montreal Impact game, everybody the stands were full before the game started for the first time, and it was a sellout. And I sat, I walked out to the broadcast booth just on the side, there was a little balcony. And when the players were coming out, the noise and the genuine, like, that noise wasn't coming from like, let's go play. It was like, that, it came from here. That's something that we've never seen in this country, especially in this city. I think there's always been like the pockets of diehard fans in, for the national team, for the Whitecaps. There's pockets. But to see the stadium with 6,000 people and everybody collectively, like, that, that, just the way that they you don't hear it in flames like that you don't hear it with the roughnecks like that to me that was just like this is what football is about this is what i've witnessed in south america the, to me that was just like that one moment just to sit outside and take that in is like holy shit like this is real finally to me that was my moment just when the players hit the field for the first time against uh, montreal here it was unreal Wow, that was uh, that was deep by the three of us. <laughs> Got a little sentimental there, a little bit. But I guess well, on that note, like, subscribe, share, comment. Yeah, tell us your favorite moment of 2019 international here at home in Canada. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and, and read all those. And I challenge you to put uh, something in the comments about what you disliked about me last season. Maybe we'll throw it in uh, into the next video. Yeah. And again, obviously, none of this would be possible without you guys too. So thanks for watching and thanks for. Uh, keep it on even when we had our little hiatus and breaks and Harry and, and Dylan were still kind of carrying the torch um, through that time but uh, 2020 is going to be a big year lots coming we don't want to say too much because there's a lot that we've been in conversations with and conversations that are carrying on but Alberta Major Soccer League keeping the year open for that um, some stuff happening in the youth world mm -hmm. for youth soccer in, uh, but that's going to be massive and a huge step forward for the development 
in Alberta especially. So if you want to know more, ask us. We're not going to tell you. You're going to have to wait and listen because that's going to be a big one 2020. And also something happening with uh, Nationals that's happening also in Alberta this next year for the youth. Um, but yeah, stay tuned again. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for a fantastic 2019. Wish you guys all the best in 2020. Same to you guys, obviously. Thank you all the best to you guys. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody out there, and thank you for the support once again. And if you celebrate Hanukkah or Rosh Hashanah yeah. or whatever, happy Hanukkah, happy, happy Rosh Hashanah. Honestly, but on that note, really, anything else? No, we'll see. You I want an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty good actually right now. See you in the new decade. Two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Yeah.